starting as soon as June, new Canadian citizens may have the option of taking the citizenship on the oath on their own without a citizenship judge present. There are many on the sidelines who say this change cheapens the citizenship process. One of those people is a former director general at the Immigration Department, now an Environics Institute fellow. Andrew Griffiths is one of those critics. Mr. Griffiths joins us this morning from Geneva. Andrew Griffiths, good morning and welcome. Thanks very much for having me. Well, it's good to have you with us, Andrew. Tell us a little bit about your take on the change and why do you think the change was made in the first place? Well, reading through the government documents, it's clear that it's less about client service or citizen service and more about saving money. Mm. Quite frankly, removing the oath would allow fewer citizenship judges, fewer ceremonies, whether physical or virtual, and that's very clear when they talk about the benefits and costs of the of the change. Um, it's sometimes dressed up in terms of efficiency and inclusion, but ultimately, when I go through the documents in detail, it's very clearly that it's, it's driven more by cost considerations, and rather than overly so, and not considering the impact in terms of what it means for people who are becoming Canadian citizens, becoming part of the Canadian family, so to speak. It's interesting that, that that it would be some kind of cost efficiency finding. And I say this only because, Andrew, a, a citizenship court judge appointment is considered to be a plum primo appointment in terms of patronage for party loyalists and stalwarts. And it has been for decades. So why would the party in power uh, uh, not continue such practice? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I I don't think they even really considered that impact as much. Um, and if you look at the number of appointments that governments can make, the citizenship judges are basically a drop in the bucket. Sure. So it probably doesn't make that much difference. Um, I'm more concerned really about it. What is the impact um, in terms of getting your citizenship with a click, so to speak, versus actually sort of sharing a moment with your friends, family, and other new Canadians. Indeed, we had Daniel Bernhard, the CEO of the Institute for Canadian Citizenship, on the program. In fact, at this time, a week ago, Andrew, and he was talking about a slightly different take on it, but he's already been quoted as being in the same side of the of, of the argument as yourself, because he, he says it's a shame, and it cheapens the significance of becoming a Canadian citizen. Do you think it cheapens the process? as well? Yes, I, I do. Um, I don't know whether you've had the uh, opportunity to attend a citizenship ceremony, but every time that I go, and whether it's because uh, a friend or a family member is becoming a citizen or when I actually had to go because it was part of my, my job, it's a very emotional moment Indeed. for most of the people who attend. Yes. You know, they really, it really means something to them because for many people, they've come from environments where they don't have that kind of personal security and has made a big effort to come to Canada, establish themselves. And finally, they're sort of getting that sort of, you know, final quote, stamp of approval uh, of being part of Canadian society. So I think it's a big deal. And I think you, I, I think Danielle and Disclosure, I, I exchange a lot of information with him. Um, it's correct that it does actually uh, cheapen the value of citizenship. And uh 
the former Governor General Adrian Clarkson has made the same point. Former Minister of Immigration Sergio Marquis has made the same mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've been I've had the great fortune and privilege, actually, Andrew, of attending. Uh, I've never have worked for the government. I've just been a, a voter and a taxpayer, but I've had the good fortune to attend a number of citizenship ceremonies over the years. Uh, J- July first citizenship uh, ceremonies being particularly poignant. But you're quite right; they're incredibly emotional moments, aren't they? They are. And, you know, this is one of the few times that the federal government really connects with people in a very significant and very personal way. It's not transactional like getting a, a, a EI or getting a driver's license or getting, you know, a health card or mm-hmm. something like that. It's very personal. So why would a government basically want to remove that just to really largely save some money? Well, it's a very good question. Now, this is this is not yet a done deal, as I understand it, Andrew. There's there's a public feedback consultation progress uh, process rather underway right now. But do you get the sense, Andrew, that it is in fact a done deal, and the 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 the, the feedback segment is strictly for optics? Um, it's a good question. I mean, in one sense, when it goes this route, the expectation is they'll get some comments. Um, but they're free, of course, to ignore the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm hoping um, is that through programs such as yours, through the you know various people who have commented on the media about how this is a bad uh, decision, um, that there'll be enough input saying, wait a minute, you guys should rethink this and and not proceed with that. So that's my hope. Um, and you know, when I sort of look at some of the comments that I see on other commentary. I don't find very many people in support of this change. Agreed. So uh, is there even a remote possibility a rethink could be in the works? Well, it's not over. (laughs) I'm asking asking a former civil servant, a person who (laughs) understands the machinery of government better than all the rest of us put together. So it's a good question for you, Andrew. Well, it is a good question. I mean, I have my days where I'm as cynical as the rest of us, right? We all do. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I've been making efforts to talk to other people, to appear on programs like this. Uh, The Institute for Canadian Citizenship is making efforts. Other people are making efforts. And what I always think is that it's important to provide the feedback um, both through means such as this, as well as through the formal process, because maybe if enough people are opposed to this, and maybe if there's enough public uh, awareness and public controversy, uh, maybe the government will change its mind. I mean, governments don't like to change their mind, but when the reality starts to intrude that it's not a winner politically, sometimes they... Uh, come to their senses, so to speak. Mm, nothing like an election a year or less away to uh, sharpen those senses as well. This whole thing is pandemic driven, though, because we were required over the last uh, couple of years to change the way we do everything, especially from a federal government level. Uh, we had to change the entire citizenship process, which became remote. So now it's possible to become a Canadian citizen and never actually appear in front of anyone. And and, and that's because uh, to expedite the process and just to keep the wheels turning. Is, but the pandemic is essentially behind us, and yet they're still using a pandemic-driven rationale to, uh, to back up or support this change. I don't think it's – I think the optics are poor here. Well, I've got, a sort of, I've got a piece coming out that basically says 
uh, I think the government should revisit the remote or the virtual ceremonies or use them more sparingly because right now it was about, you know, virtually all of them in the past two years have been remote and call me old fashioned, but I think the in-person events are, have much more meaning and much more power than the uh, remote ceremonies. Though I understand from others who attended the remote ceremonies that they also find them moving. So, you know, ideally go back to the in-person, but above all, don't even eliminate the ceremony itself. And what if, I don't suppose they're allowed to do much, as the judiciary in this country isn't particularly relied upon for commentary, but have you heard anything from citizenship court judges in all of this? You know a lot of them. I used to know a lot of them. I've, I've lost touch with a number of them, and, and, and none of them has reached out to me to express their, uh, their concerns. I really don't know what their views are. I suspect that given that most of them really believe in the work they do and believe in the connection that it gives new Canadians to Canadian society. But I would suspect that most would be uncomfortable with this decision, you know, apart from, you know, less jobs or something like that. And mm-hmm. I think in a more fundamental sense, they would be opposed to that. And I'm not even sure within the immigration department that everybody's in favor of this decision. Interesting stuff. We appreciate your joining us uh, from Geneva, Switzerland, no less this morning, Mr. Griffith. Uh, It's a terribly important topic, and cheapening citizenship is not a desirable thing for anyone in Canada, I shouldn't think. Thanks, Andrew, very much. Well, thanks very much for having me and raising the issues. It's really important.